The Protectors of the Wood Podcast. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 69, In the Haunted House. As they waited in the dark and silent toy store, Phoebe thought Abby was sleeping. But suddenly she raised her head. All right, it's now or never. I think our friends have given up on us. They'll think we're gone. They stood up. Let's go out the front. We'll just slip onto the sidewalk and walk towards the river. Phoebe quietly opened the front door and they stepped outside. The air was suddenly cooler. A faint breeze felt delicious. She closed and locked the door behind them. Looking through the gate, the town seemed almost empty. No cars passed by. The stores were closed and dark, all except for the Middletown Standard Office across the street. A few lounging men sat on the benches and leaned against the wall. Phoebe unlocked the gate and followed Abby onto the sidewalk. A stray car drove by and the stillness returned. The coffee shop was dark. Phoebe sensed something unnatural in the atmosphere, as if they had walked into a ghost town glowing in the full moon, high in the sky. Her eye was caught by a stab of lightning above the half-moon cliffs. She felt dizzy and wondered when she'd last had a bite to eat. Woo! Here we go! Oh, yes! Abby's eyes gleamed. They walked close together, touching at the shoulder and elbow. Abby steered Phoebe down Bridge Avenue. I've waited so long, and it's going well already. What's going well? Don't look, but that's Bob Bentley standing in front of the Stanford office, talking to someone. I'm pretty sure he spotted me. Don't look behind you. We'll just stroll along. I'm afraid it's going to be harder for you in the future. You'll be on their daily radar after this. What should I expect? We can only guess. Everything depends on the next couple of days. Walking south toward the forest, they saw another flash of lightning leap from the sky and strike the shadow of the cliffs below. They crossed Main Street and left the town lights behind them. The moon and stars lit the landscape. The leaves on the giant old oak trees seemed to be whispering secrets in the breeze. 
Phoebe held Abby's elbow tightly. On they walked. The half-moon bridge and the dim trees lining the river created a dividing line between the town and the wilderness. The rare houses sat back from the street and then disappeared altogether. The house they were headed for was the last of them all. Above the cliffs, the stars were smothered in a thick black curtain. Phoebe wondered what would become of this strange expedition if the rain finally arrived. On they walked. The paved road turned to dirt. The thick pine trees invaded the road from both sides, reducing it to a narrow strip and screening out the light from the sky. The darkness was breathtaking. They're behind us. Don't turn around. Don't ever turn around. Just let them follow as if we don't know. They've got their lights off. Phoebe was already aware of the strange noise following them. She'd heard it before. The car motor needed a tune-up. Phoebe struggled to take each step and felt her heart pounding. The moon seemed enormous. She began to adjust to this strange world. Her eyes could make out the pine trees hugging the edges of the narrow road, the ruts in the dirt, and the curve as they walked along. She noticed a few gaps in the trees. There was space in the density of the forest. Surely she could lose anyone chasing her in this darkness if her knee held up. Suddenly a bolt of lightning cracked close at hand, lighting up their world with a vivid power she had never seen before. There stood the metal gate and the wild lawn covered with broken branches and sapling trees. And there above, on a small rise, the haunted house flaunted its broken windows and mysterious darkness. Come, quick! Abby gripped Phoebe's hand and ran forward, past the gate and the overgrown lawn to the broken porch. There, Abby picked her way to the front door and pushed it open. The musty air of damp mold flowed over them like a living creature from long ago, escaping into the night. To Phoebe's surprise, Abby turned and stood before the open door. They heard the car motor rev up and the scraping, screeching sound of the car breaking the rusted gate. Phoebe was itching to flee. Not yet. Not yet. They could barely make out a shape like a shadow approaching over the lawn. Suddenly the sound of the car doors opening struck panic into their hearts, and another flash of lightning illuminated the scene. At least four men stood beside the old green sedan, staring at Phoebe and Abby up on the porch. They stared back, and the eyes of the men and the women 
locked in fear and fascination and defiance and the light was gone. Abby pulled Phoebe inside and through the darkness, stumbling downstairs to a basement and then over dirt to a place where Abby stopped and moved something. She stooped down and pulled Phoebe crawling through an opening in the dirt and masonry. Abby adjusted a stone behind them and they crawled through another opening and Abby rolled another stone behind them. And then they sat in total darkness. Phoebe heard the sound of crickets. Phoebe and Abby's breathing calmed down. I'm feeling so weak and dizzy. I need to eat something. A popping sound seemed like firecrackers above them. There was a thud and a crash and men yelling. This is too crazy for them. They're losing control. Better come out, girls. We just want to talk. Come on. We just need some help. Come on out. <laughs> oh, go! Go! The house is burning! The house is burning! Run! Run! There was silence. Phoebe could tell by the sound of crickets that they were very close to the back of the house and could be out in the forest in a moment if they needed to escape. <laughs> come on, girls, come on out. Come out wherever you are. Ollie, ollie, oxen free. <laughs> Shut up, you fool. You ruined it. Hey, look what you're doing. Phoebe knew she'd heard that voice before. Abby gripped her arm, shaking with tension. It's pretty creepy out here. That's a pack of wild dogs. So it is. And Tommy's supposed to be back here, scaring them off with a gun? Uh, he must be around here somewhere. Yeah, he probably got scared and left. Heck, I'm scared. And what is this all about anyway? I mean, I keep asking you, but I still don't, I still don't get it. And I'm telling you, uh, that Will and Bentley and the higher-ups, they want her found this time. You don't know the pressure. You're just too soft on her. Mitch, let's just pretend I don't know her. Do I want to even be involved in the kidnapping? Don't talk like that. You do know her. That's the whole point. We're just going to talk to her. About what? Abby's hand gripping Phoebe's arm was trembling, and her breathing was rapid and shallow. It's true, what Will says. It's true. They got powers. They probably disappeared or something. They could fly, you know. They can curse or poison people. Think what could be done with that. <laughs> Mitch, I, I, I don't see it. We can't talk to her about those things. I never saw any of that. Maybe the high-ups will do the talking. 
this is crazy. What have they done to anybody? You've heard the stories. Yeah, all from long ago. Maybe. And honestly, it doesn't make any sense. If they're evil and have to be stopped, why would we want their evil powers? You know, it's a pain talking to you, Marcus. Ugh. Now you got me thinking, Marcus. Why do they care so much? And I don't know if I want the higher-ups having these powers. If that's what they're after. Well, why don't you ask Will? I'll do nothing of that kind. And don't you either. Look! The white through the trees. Ghost dogs, they're, they're here! Would you, would you look at that? I could never believe it. We getting out of here. Tommy probably left hours ago. A gun probably didn't work on those things. You just follow me. Do what I do. This place is getting spooky. This place has spoken me out. Phoebe felt her heart thumping as she clutched Abby's hand. The minutes stretched on and on. A desperate fear of being trapped in this dark hole rose up in Phoebe's breast. A panic pushing her to flee, wildly, do anything to get outside to the glorious freedom of the surface of the earth. Her hands gripping Abby's were wet, yet she felt a chill, as if she had a fever. She counted to a hundred, a thousand. Abby cupped her hands over Phoebe's ear and whispered, I'm gonna take a peek. Stay here. Don't move, okay? Okay. Abby crawled quietly toward the back of the room. Phoebe heard the clunk of a piece of wood and the faint noises of a body disturbing leaves. A current of fresh air smelled of the forest. The rustling of the leaves returned and Abby approached on her knees, feeling for Phoebe with outstretched hands. She whispered in Phoebe's ear, I think the way is open out back. The dogs are protecting us. We have to try it. There's nothing compares with that sound 
try just to do my best But if it's not right with you There's nothing I can do I'm lost before I begin God help the shame I'm in God help the shape that I'm in God help the shape that I'm in Just come back to me I'll be yours for free I'll do all the good I can do It's just that I need you Sometimes I'm stumbling through my day And there's no light upon the way There's nothing I can see It's dark as can be Hold my hand and see me through I'm lost if I don't have you God help the shape that I'm in God help the shape that I'm in Just come back to me Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all those eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.